Hello and welcome to Little Birdies Sports Show for a Monday first look. I'm your host, Nikki Sylvester. Joining me today is MG for the AFL Round 15 review and Top Rope Up in Orange for the NRL Origin Round. First look is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped for the very best in men's grooming. MG, how was your weekend? Up and about? Yeah, good, good Nick. Hill. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we've got a lot to unpack a bit later in the show with mm-hmm. the uh, with the round. One of the better rounds we've had in the AFL in quite a few years, not just this year. So, all top eight sides played each other. Um, and your side that you rode off last week, Melbourne, uh, they've uh, put the stamp back on the competition, which we'll uh, go through in the results shortly. Oh my God, they had one win, one win. Let's see if they back it up. Top rope. I'm throwing to you, buddy, because you had a obviously a massive night last night in Origin and you've had the girls on Friday night and you had all the internationals. You've got no sleep. How are you? Yeah, uh, tired. Tired, definitely tired. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, look, I love I love Rep Round they've re- and they've really done a good job with it. Um, yeah, the women's Origin, uh, it, yeah, the only kind of downside to that is that it's not a three-game series. It's absolutely sensational. The rise of, the rise of women's rugby league has been... Kind of one of the great stories over the last kind of couple of years, and, and Origin of Friday night certainly didn't let us down. We'll go through that a bit later. Uh, international footy is, is yeah fast becoming the pinnacle of the game, and, and Rep Weekend is you know, being able to see some of these great Islander nations has been fantastic. And of course, Origin last night, New South Wales dominant winners, which we'll get into. Sure. Do you know what I was really impressed with with the girls? Not only like th- their tackles, they are super strong girls. They were amazing. That was good footy. But their braids, like whoever's doing their braiding, I mean, can we just reach out to these teams and just say, like, who is doing these braids? Because, you know, I'm going to need some help come carnival time. That was insane. That was great. I was loving it. I mean, I don't know if you picked up on how good their braids were, but it's pretty hard to do that and let keep that intact for, you know, an 80-minute game of footy as hard as they were playing. So I was pretty impressed. I watched the game pretty closely, Nick, but I can't say I paid much attention to the braids. So I'll uh, Next I'll time. Let- Next time. <laughs> Did you pick up on their braids, MJ? I noticed they they had the braids, yeah. but like top rope, I was uh, watching it from a uh, different perspective. Uh, maybe from a punning perspective, <laughs> yeah. But I agree with top rope. The uh, the origin uh, was unbelievable for both the yes. Friday and the Sunday show in Perth. The uh, yep. yeah, it's it's. Excellent for Perth City as well. Now that they've done the AFL Grand Final and what they did with the State of Origin last Huge night as well. Crowd. Some, what and, was the crowd? Huge yeah, I'm not crowd. sure, but they put on an unbelievable show. And uh, I'm not sure. We'll check with Top Rope later if he's got any thoughts on why the ground was so wet. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, the show was unbelievable, and obviously uh, the scoring in both games were uh, highlighted the uh, highlighted the Origin at its best level. So it was good. Yeah, it was great watching. I um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Ready for game three for the men's, obviously for the decider. And um, any other sporting news? We had uh, that Dyson Daniels from Victoria. Where'd he go? Top eight in the uh, NBA draft, number eight? Yeah, went pick eight to the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. So he joins uh, Zeon down there. And uh, yeah, I think his uh, payday was about $4 million. So not Ooh. bad for a 19 year old to kick off. But obviously, uh, that money's going to be insignificant for his uh, long term future. But yeah, back to back years now, we've had. Uh, Top eight picks from Australia, so it's excellent for uh, for our basketball. Fantastic for Aussie basketball. I really like the suit that he was wearing. I think I showed you very the pic. Sharp. It was very sharp. If he had a four million dollar payday, he looked the part that day. It was amazing. Very sharp. Yep, picked up on that. And uh, Wimbledon starts tonight. Oh, tonight. Got, uh, yeah, they go. Well, not really a night off because Origin didn't finish until about ten thirty. But uh, yeah, we've got uh, just quickly. Um, why Borko's put up these prices? We've got Wimbledon starting a night for the next two weeks. So, your girl. Uh, Borka, I mean, as the top rope said, we are lacking sleep. But we just keep pushing through the winter. Um, Shweer Tech at the top there for top sports here at $2.50. So, she's on her win streak. Um, 
She looks like she's overcome her injury, so she's obviously going to be hard to beat. Mm -hmm. Field really falls away pretty quickly there, yeah. as you can see. The second favourite out to 975 Jabur, and then the uh, teenager Goff at 14. And just note right there at the bottom of the page there, Serena Williams, seven-time uh, champion. Hasn't played since last year's Wimbledon. It's going to be at $26. So interesting to see how her progress goes through. Ooh, Djokovic, he is short, $1.83. Yeah. Wow. Uh, again, I think just the the, uh, the field, the competition falls yeah. away. Obviously, the Russian uh, can't play Medvedev, uh, which hurts. Um, mm. Yeah, Djokovic at 183 Berentini, your boy, the Italian Berentini, the gorgeous man he is. Yes. Uh, Nadal at eight seventy five. Looks like he's going to play. Uh, he had... Basically couldn't walk after winning yeah. the French Open, so he looks like he's ready to go play exhibition match at 8.75, uh, and then as you can see, the field falls away pretty quick. Uh, your boy Kyrgios at $22. <laughs> I can't believe he's $22. Give me a spell. Uh, donate your money to charity instead of backing Kyrgios there at $22, I would have thought. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next two weeks. Um, the coverage is always great and it is the pinnacle for tennis for the year. Fantastic. Thanks, MG. We know you love your tennis. Top rope. Do you want to have a chat to me about the golf, buddy? Yeah, it was a great weekend of golf, actually. Um, we had uh, Xander uh, win his first uh, individual PGA Tour crown uh, in, I think, four years, the Olympic gold medalist. Uh, held off uh, Patrick Cantlay, who collapsed in the uh, the final round, and Sahith Tagala, who uh, double bogeyed the last, ended up winning by uh, a couple of shots there. The DP World Tour over in Germany was um, uh, just a shootout, and... Hatton Lee managed to hang on there, but the probably the two big big tournaments that probably didn't get the coverage they deserved were the two majors over the weekend. The uh, women's PGA, uh, fascinating story here. Ingi Chun uh, led by six shots uh, after a couple of rounds. Looked looked absolutely home and hose. Uh, led by three shots going into the final round, was dead square after three and was trailing by two heading into the back nine. Lexi Thompson looking to win her second major. The one on Lexi Thompson doing her second major led by a couple of shots. Uh, lost her putter completely on the back nine and in your trying to uh, kick back to win. So we'd like to see some of my horses do that on Saturday for every now and then. But uh, <laughs> uh, by in your trying. And Padraig Harrington held on uh, to beat Steve Stricker to win the men's US Senior Open. So, uh, yeah, big weekend in golf and uh, some big results there. MG, let's go to you for the AFL, mate. Okay, here we go. Melbourne, yes, they did beat Brisbane 117 to 53. The Western Bulldogs beat Hawthorne 125 to 83. West Coast took care of Essendon 107 to 97. Carlton beat Frio 81 to 50. Geelong beat Richmond 89 to 86. Sydney beat St Kilda 83 to 32. Adelaide beat Kangaroos 115 to 58. Collingwood beat the GWS 88 to 77. And Port Adelaide beat the Gold Coast 93 to 91. MG, what a round for you. Yeah, it was good. Uh, kicked off uh, Thursday night there with um, what we thought would be uh, a very good, good matchup, 1v2. Uh, but Melbourne uh, mm -hmm. stood up and stamped their authority back on this competition. Um, shortened from 370 to 280, I believe, back in the premiership. We'll check that later. But, yeah, unbelievable, uh, especially sec second and third quarters yep. were dominant. Brisbane had no answers at the MCG, no. which, a venue which they still cannot win. Uh, just running through the rest, the Bulldogs took care of Hawthorne as expected. Mm -hmm. Um, West Coast, there was plenty of money for West Coast. Yeah. They upset Essendon, so their season is in free fall, unfortunately, for yes. the Bombers. Uh, West Coast getting a few players back and uh, showing signs of life, and they might win a few on the back end. Um, Matchup that I was really looking forward to is Carlton and Frio, and, uh, you know, the, all the money was for Frio, but mm -hmm. uh, Jesus Blue stood up 
and uh, did a did a job on Frio. Frio, yeah. Yeah, very poor actually, only to score fifty points under the dome in perfect conditions is uh, very disappointing going forward for Frio. Can I ask you just very quickly? I know that um, when Nat Five touched the umpire, do you think there's anything in that? Like surely no, there's I think nothing he was, in that. I think he was half pushed into it myself. I just think there was oh, it was a, just like a tiny little touch. Yeah, I think he was pushed in from behind, so yeah. uh, I wouldn't worry about that. That's. Okay. Not intentional. Two-time Brownlow medalists, they, oh, they like him too much. They let him go. I like five too. I'd um, let him go. The match of the round that we <laughs> stated on Friday was going to be yeah. Geelong and Richmond lived up to its billing. Uh, one of the best finishes for the year and it was a high-level contest. Uh, both of these sides should, um, depending on injuries going forward, will be, I think, close to the final four going forward. One of them might even make a grand final. But uh, Richmond were a bit stiff, hit the lead right at the end, couldn't <clears> hold on the last minute, unfortunately. But... Uh, Geelong get the job done with their draw. I think uh, I think they've got five home games still to come, Geelong. So we would expect them to finish in the top two to three teams. Uh, next game, St Kilda got issues. Uh, Sydney absolutely flogged them, only to kick 32 points to Saints. Uh, they've lost three in a row now, so uh, tough draw home. I can't see them making the finals now, unfortunately, for the Saints supporters. Um, Adelaide did a job on the Kangaroos. I thought uh, the, the money was for the Kangaroos. They thought they might put up a good effort down there in Tasmania, but, uh, yeah, ordinary game to watch, and the Kangaroos are a disaster, let's be honest. Uh, good match at the MCG, even though weather was a bit tough. Uh, Collingwood uh, prevailed there. Scoreboard kind of flooded GWS. They got close late, but Collingwood controlled the game for most of the evening, and it actually flooded the scoreboard with Collingwood kicking, uh, I think, 21 behinds for the game. Oh. And uh, another great finish at the end to finish off the week was Port and Gold Coast. These uh, Gold Coast were brave going down to Adelaide uh, and Port just hang on to get the job done by two points. Big win for them because uh, I think their season might have been over to make the eight if they didn't win. So uh, now they're back in the game. But, yeah, one of the better weeks for the year, so it was good. Thanks, MJ. Yeah, I was uh, having a look at the ladder last night and I thought that that's seven to ten, geez, that's going to fluctuate now. Like if you're a top eight, finish better luck. There'd be some value in there, I think, if you're just playing that week to week. If we just have a look at the bookie wrap, the faves, seven out of nine faves for the week, five of nine covers, seven of nine over totals, and eight out of nine home teams. And for the season, 70% of faves, 52% of covers, 54% of over totals, and 60% of the home teams. Yeah, all the uh, home teams won. Uh, high scoring to- uh, total was seven out of nine overs yeah. and probably about an even week. The bookies got uh, West Coast obviously helping. The other one was close. But, yeah, I think it's about, pretty much been an even season with favourites winning about 70%. It's um, tracking just uh, evenly for punters and bookies at this stage. Okay, and if we have a look at the stings for the week, oh, geez, you had some bets this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like I it when I see a full a full roster. Yeah. Four um, out of eight. Well, to be fair, we double dipped on two. Yep. We really we went again on the Bulldogs, uh, both the line and the total there, which was was uh, kind of good result, got me out of the week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we played from in front um, with that result and uh, just didn't finish the week at weekend off at all. So uh, I think we finished about square uh, down just uh, 0.85 of a unit. But, yeah, biggest betting week of the year with uh, 20 units in play. Okay, now we are going to have a look at Thursday night's game. So Brisbane are going to go home to the Gabba. So 7.20 Thursday night, early betting markets at the moment. Brisbane head-to-head $1.45, the Western Bulldogs two eighty. The line looks to be about 14.5 at the moment and no totals at the moment because we are on a Monday. MG, how do you see this one? Yeah, good matchup mm-hmm. like the Thursday. Uh, they're continuing on the AFL. And, yeah, this is a great matchup actually. Um, Brisbane are coming off obviously a pounding of Melbourne last week. Yep. Um, they get to go back home seven days. Bulldogs are off a six-day break, so – that's a bit of a concern for them. And maybe I'm not sure if Tim English is going to come up uh, with concussion. They might give him another week. So um, that will be a big loss um, if he doesn't get up. Um, 
Yeah, it's, uh, I think the betting's about right. I think that um, Brisbane favourite, two goals, 12 to 14 points is about the right margin. So I wouldn't say there's an early play in this one. Um, you know, Brisbane are struggling, um, but they do go home where they are 6-0 and this season. So back in the comfort of their own home um, and the Bulldogs have a six-day break, I understand why they're favourite. Also, if they get Zorko, their captain back, mm-hmm. and Bailey will maybe push the market a bit to Brisbane. But uh yeah, uh, Bulldogs have won five of their five of their last six, so they're in form. Um, even though they've all been against bottom sides, and the only side that they played with any any form was Geelong, and they lost by two goals there. So, um, yeah, great great match. Um, don't think it's a betting option at this stage, and we'll wait and see what the total comes out. Okay, that's just going to be some AFL viewing for your Thursday night. Now, if we have a look at the Premiership market, we did touch on that earlier. Okay, Melbourne back into two eighty, Geelong six fifty, Brisbane seven, Fremantle nine, Richmond eleven, Carlton thirteen, Sydney fifteen. Collingwood 17 and the Western Bulldogs at 21. Yeah, it's bunched behind Melbourne. As you can see, it's pretty even. I think you mentioned that before on the ladder as well. It's, uh, yeah. You know, there's going to be a lot of uh, eight-point games, I guess, in the uh, last seven or eight rounds of the season. Um, but, yeah, Melbourne have moved back in from 370 to 280 on the weekend. So the boogies won't want to be risking them going forward just with the amount of multis and everything yeah. that uh, you know could potentially be going to Penrith, Melbourne Storm in the NRL and things like that. But yeah, even behind them, and uh, you know Geelong's probably been the big mover just with their draw as well. Five games at home, uh, I'd probably be surprised if they miss the top four from here. Okay, all right, thanks, MG. Now we are going to have a quick look at the Brownlow. So Clayton Oliver three ninety five, Lockie Neal four, Brayshaw five, Patrick Cripps at five, and the rest are almost in double figures. Sam Walsh running out, rounding out at nine fifty. Yeah, bookies have finally got there, yeah. um, found the right <laughs> favourite. It's taken them about, uh, we'll call it two months, um, and they've finally found Oliver as the favourite. Um, he probably should have been the favourite a lot earlier than this, but anyway, we finally got there, and Top Sports have got a five cents favourite. It's been funny, I think, there, Top Sports at three three ninety five, <laughs> and Lockie Neal at $4. At, uh, yeah, not too much, and there's not too many live chances at this stage with only uh, on the back end of the season and a high count. Uh, there's a lot of players that won't feature in the finish of this. So, uh, yeah, happy that. Oliver's uh, tracking towards favourite. Neil's obviously the danger. And um, Carlton, just with Walsh back in form, yeah. it's probably taken away the sting of Cripps having a chance to win the Brownlow. Oh, Carlton, they got too many, too many there. Poor Patrick Cripps, he deserves a Brownlow, that man. Yeah. Now, if we have a look at the Coleman, oh, Charlie Kerno, 260, Jeremy Cameron, 290, Tom Lynch, 580, Max King, 6, Tom Hawkins, 625, and Aaron Norton rounds out $9 for the everything under double figures. Yeah, Charlie Kerno still leads on forty-four goals, um, and he is the favourite. But oh, I'm not. Sure, I'm not convinced he's he, he's a strong favourite mm. here. Um, just with with obviously Harry Mackay and Kerno, they do have an easy run, Carlton. So I understand why the bookies want to force him favourite. But it's a bunch field here, and there is some value behind him. So uh, I would say Kerno right now is a bit of a false favourite. I think there's value behind. Okay, value behind punters. Now, if you are serious about your AFL punting, you do need the sting. So that can be found in the Little Betty Live TV shop. For $22 a week, serious about AFL, you've heard him give you some tips today. Get AFL stings. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Top Rope. Welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsport. Okay, we are going to the man of the moment, Top Rope. You must be up and about. The state of origin last night, that was all you, buddy. Uh, it was It was very impressive. It was... Um uh yeah it was it was it was a game that um for mine was a pretty easy read going into it you know like the 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 referee stayed the same the 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 rubber the green was always going to go the other way close calls were always going to go back to new south wales after 
They're certainly favourite Queens in the first one. Desperation in New South Wales was a good spot for them. Um, and in the end, they, they, they ran away comfortable winners. So um, probably a little bit closer than I kind of thought before halftime. But, uh, yeah, some real discipline. I know that... Uh, I know that you two both thought uh, Fleece Cafus shouldn't have been Simbin, but uh, and the act, in, it, the act in and of itself for mine wasn't worthy of a Simbin, but the fact there was five repeated infringements in the space of about three minutes, so he, he had to go. But you take a player off during Origin for eight minutes and you know what's going to happen. Like they can't, they defended it really well, Queensland. Like I thought they really did well without Cafusi on, on the field, but then just the level of exhaustion that that takes out of the players. And then you really saw New South Wales run around away with it because you can't possibly defend for eight minutes without a player. And then in origin and expect for the game to be competitive beyond there. So, you know, I mean, if you're a Queensland supporter, I was sending MG some text messages from my cousins up in Queensland. I'm telling you, they were throwing things. They were like, this guy's got to go. But umpiring yeah, aside, it was, it was a very it, good game by New South Wales. It was a good game. But they made the right adjustments, which was which is what they needed to do. So what, what New South Wales were... Where, where they lost in the opener was they were absolutely smashed in the ruck, um, partly through kind of a bit of naivety. They were they, they were trying to play it like the, uh, a typical NRL game, whereas Queensland were all over them, which was was very smart for, uh, by them. And they were just getting no momentum, no leg speed through the middle. So um, part of that was was some ordinary middle forwards. The other part of that was Damien Cook probably wasn't giving the early ball to, to the forwards to clear that clear that they needed. All the adjustments were made there. Um, New South Wales dominated the middle of the ruck. They were dominating you know, through the middle. They were getting clean ball to clear early on. Corus Tower hooker to start with. Cook off the bench was a master stroke. Burton had one of the great taboos in origin, and he, he will be there for, for a decade based on that performance. He, he looked like he fit in perfectly. And, um, yeah, I guess the question marks now need to be asked around Queensland. Look, the, the, the final blowout was... Not really reflective of where, where Queensland, they didn't miss 60 tackles, a record in origin, um, which you know was very poor. And some of the one on one misses, yeah, I, I totally get what you said earlier around the exhaustion, but yeah, Felice Cafusi missing a very simple one for the, for the Angus Crichton try, he had no excuses. Jeremiah and then I had been on the field for about three minutes when he missed Jerome Luai, uh, just pushing through him, so no excuses there. So, um, and a lot of the drop ball from, from the wingers, yeah. We'll, we'll probably see those positions come under scrutiny as well. So, um, yeah, we got, we had a Queensland for a decider. My kind of gut feeling is early on, Queensland are probably value at the plus three and a half, two dollars thirty five at the moment. But um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Have the next couple of weeks play out. Oh, it's going to be a great decider. And the other the other good news that for you is that Brad Fittler is staying at the Blues. He's not going to the Canterbury Bulldogs. I thought you that is just oh, that is wonderful oh, no. news. <laughs> I knew you'd be happy about that. that. They just gave you they gave you the all round package last night, mate. They gave you Fitler's staying on, not going to Canterbury, and then they gave you the win. You had Cleary for man of the match. You said that uh, there was a little bit more value in Tedesco, but Cleary he played so well, so well. Cleary was uh, outstanding. I think it was a, a touch and go, um, probably to about the fifty minute markers to, to who the man of the match was, and then Cleary went bang bang with a couple of tries and. Uh, a try sister down two part and it was all over by then. So um not much to offer in play. Clear his favourite throughout much of the running there. But uh uh yeah, dominant performance and his first signature first real signature game in kind of like four or five series he's played in now, uh Nathan Cleary. So uh great uh, performance there from him and we'll certainly get the monkey off his back. He was maligned, maybe a little unfairly after game one, but uh uh 
he, he, he turned a super performance, so uh, great effort there from Kuru. And do you want to just give me a quick rundown on the international games? So New Zealand beat Tonga 26-6, to Samoa beat the Cook Islands 42-12, to Papua New Guinea beat Fiji 24-14, to and in the women's, the girls, New South Wales 20-14 to on Friday night. Yeah, the women's origin was uh, an absolute ripper to kick off the round. Um, it was a real kind of ding-dong tussle down in Canberra. Uh, Isabel Kelly scored the the, the, the deciding try down there. Queensland had scored a try um, not far from, from full-time, uh, ruled offside of it. Uh, cracking game, and, and Emma Tom- Tomagata, the uh, the New South fullback, was probably the, the, the best player on the field, but you know, individual brilliant try by Kira Dibb. And Caitlin Johnson off the bench, big bopper, was absolutely outstanding there. Um, the internationals, we saw yeah, the return of rugby league to New Zealand after uh, three years thanks to COVID, and it was an absolutely sensational uh, turnout. Uh, sold out Tonga and uh, the Kiwis. Uh, and then the, the, the class of the key positions, probably told Joe Manu ran for the 300 metres, was best player on the ground by a mile. But Tonga just probably lacked a little bit in the halves to kind of really put New Zealand under any kind of sustained pressure. Small bit, the Islands 42-12, and what was probably a disappointing result for Samoa, they end up jumping 37.5-point favourites, led 20-0 after about 20 minutes. David Nofalumi got four tries, but uh, really were, were very poor in the middle part of that, and that kind of doesn't bode too well with their World Cup campaign later in the year. And then Papua New Guinea upset Fiji, uh, Papua New Guinea, absolutely. How some of those players haven't got NRL contracts is beyond me. Uh, some, some, tr- it was a, an absolutely, it was a fierce game, outstanding. And the, the halves, Lachlan Lamb was uh, the richest player, well, probably the PNG difference there in 24 14 win. So, uh, great weekend of rugby league. Thanks, Top Rope. Now, if we have a quick look at the DGOA results, you got three out of four. And like you said, that, that line with Samoa, that was a bit rough because, like you said, what were they? 20-something up at halftime, so. Oh, they were 20 nil up after 18 minutes, so um, they, that game, the, the, they, they should have won that game by 60. It was unbelievable how many tries they butchered and, um, and kind of how, how little they were carrying in the middle of that game. But, so, uh, yeah, we, we got the other three. Uh, unlucky enough to get the sweep there. The women said the head was a close run thing, but uh, uh, P&G, they went off the stick and led for most of the game there, and uh, the New South Wales men was a pretty easy watch on that uh, was it 30, 32 point win? A good weekend for GGOA. Now, let's go and have a look at the first game on Thursday night Manly versus the Storm, 7 50 p.m. at Fort Pines Park in Sydney. Early betting, Manly 380, the Storm $1.27, and the line looks to be 10.5 at the moment. Jeez, this will be a big game if Manly can even be competitive here. Yeah, uh, I am, am just all over Melbourne anytime they play Manly. Um, and the word is Ryan Pappen has them will be back this week. So I think that's going to be important to see the, the Pap back. I guess the, the, the concern at the moment is Cameron Munster. He's gone for uh, some scans on his shoulder, so unclear whether he's going to play or not. But Jerome uh, uh, Hughes pulled up fine from the test match. I think the Storm will be too classy for uh, the man that's for sure. Okay. All right. The Storm there. Now, if we have a look at the premiership market, Penrith, 2.30, Melbourne Storm, 3.25, Para 10, North Queensland, 11, Cronulla, 12, Sydney Roosters, 19, the Broncos, 21, Manly, 51, and South Sydney, 51. It just keeps getting shorter and shorter for these two. Yeah, it looks a two-horse war. It's, it's amazing. Penrith, 
had uh, 21 players from their squad uh, play representative football over the weekend. Uh, that shows the, the depth they've got there. So, um, remarkable effort. Uh, Melbourne, you know, they keep on ticking. It, it really is getting harder and harder to see any team out of those two uh, uh, winning it. Yeah, I think it's it's probably a genuine flip between those those sides until you'd rather be on Melbourne at the price. Okay, Melbourne at the price. Punters, if you are serious about the NRL punting, you do need GGOA, and you can get that in the Little Betty Live TV shop from $22 a week. He had a great one last weekend. It's only going to get better from here. GGOA, $22 a week in the Little Betty Live TV shop. MG, over to you. Yeah, Nikki, you got uh, charity time. We'll just uh, check last week's <laughs> results here. Uh Becoming a runaway leader, you guys are going to have to lift your game. Uh, we had two out of three, so that seems to be about our average uh, weekly going forward at this stage. The Bulldogs covered easily, minus 14 and a half, did the job. Unfortunately for Nicky, the mm. uh, Dockers didn't put in their best performance against the Blues, and Top Rope on Friday night got the job done uh, with the women's state of origin there, minus one and a half. So Top Rope stays in the game at uh, six wins, and I am leading on nine wins at the moment for Love Me, Love You. So... Um, what have we got this week for our charities for week 17 predictions? We'll go to Nikki first. For SIDS and kids you play for, are you going AFL or NRL this week? I'm swapping codes. I'm going back to the NRL and I'm going to take Parramatta minus four and a half. Minus four and a half. And Nikki, top rope for Wayside Chapel, uh, NRL. What is your selection this week? They haven't given the week a good look just yet, but I'll uh, the storm minus ten and a half to appealing on Thursday night in uh, Sydney. Just go on the stock standard there, top rope. The, stock uh, standard. The easy, easy money, the storm. You don't have to go too far, you. Um, for myself, uh, for um, love me, love you, I'm going to go the Giants minus 11 and a half this week. Uh, I think that's uh, a little on the cheap side against the Hawks who have run out of gas for mine. Uh, so we will see how those tips go. But uh, following them because uh, we've been in some form on uh, on these this uh, last couple of weeks. So it's good form. Of course we are. We're always in form. <laughs> Thanks, MG and Top Rope. That is a wrap for this week's edition of First Look. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Download our podcast everywhere you get your good podcasts from. Follow us on our socials, Little Birdie TV, Twitter and Insta. Remember, all your footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. OB will be back with the boys on Friday. That's a wrap. See you next Monday. Listener.